Welcome to the Higher Ed Jobs Podcast, Ask the Expert Edition. I'm Andy Hibble, the Chief Operating Officer and one of the co-founders of Higher Ed Jobs. And I'm Kelly Sherwin, the Director of Editorial Strategy. Today, we have Dr. Christopher D. Lee, a Managing Director at Storebrook Search, author of several books, and a former Chief Human Resource Officer with many years of higher ed experience. Thanks for joining us today, Chris. My pleasure. So today's Ask the Expert question is actually going to be two questions. So I'm going to read these here, and then we'll turn it over to our expert, Chris. I have a master's degree in education, and I currently work as a substitute teacher. I'm interested in pursuing a new career in higher education, but not in a teaching position. What other positions in higher education would I qualify for? And our next question, I am new to higher education. I have 20 plus years in the private sector. I was wondering how I can chart a career path in higher education administration. I currently work in international enrollment and would like to know what type of opportunities I should be looking for. Chris, what are your thoughts? Thank you for asking those questions together because I think they're two sides of the same coin. Job seekers often will think about changing professions or changing locations or industries or part-time to full-time or just an institution. As an HR manager, I had many people say things like, hey, I would like to work at the university. What could I do? And so I've answered that question dozens and dozens of times, but people have not always appreciated my, my, my initial response to that question because by asking that question, they have unintentionally noted that they were not ready to pursue the job search. And I'll, I'll give you a quick story that kind of brings this to mind. As I was leaving William and Mary, we had this lady who was really interested, relocated from, you know, I think it was Michigan, had a tremendous background and wanted to stay in higher education, relocated with a spouse and was saying, what's available? And I volunteered to look at her materials. And I said, you seem to be one of those extremely bright, overeducated and accomplished people who could do a whole lot of stuff. I said, however, you want me? to spend all the time to delve into your extensive materials, sort it out, figure it out, think about all the jobs available at the university, and then tell you what you should do. I said, I don't have enough time to do that. (laughs) So so that's kind of what it is. It's like when you, you know, when you're so open, you haven't done the hard work of figuring out what you could or should do. And this is where people misinterpret the institution's response, because in your application materials for a job, you have to speak clearly and communicate with those who would hire you by saying essentially one thing, I can do the work that you need done in your area. But if you think that they're going to spend all their time sorting it out for you, then you've missed the point, right? If you're going to be an effective applicant, you have to do it pretty simply and clearly and on point. So it's kind of like saying, you're Michael Jordan, but hey, I do football. I mean, you know, you're the greatest, but how do I know? Maybe I should say I do baseball, right? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you may have baseball talent, but I got to sort through all this stuff and figure it out, right? I mean, so you've shifted the responsibility to the organization and organizations and managers and search committees don't have enough time to help you figure it out. That's kind of the gist of the issue, right? So, the applicant needs to do their homework first. And if they do, then they're going to make it easy for somebody to hire them. And that's what you want, right? You want to be simple and clear. Now, how do you do that? This is the core part. And I think we did a podcast webinar. We did a webinar for higher ed jobs 
four years ago, Kelly, I think it was, you know, uh, I think I spent an hour on the first steps of the job search process, which I think is still up because mm-hmm. people still contact me <laughs> to this day. Good. People still look at that video and they contact me and say, this is really good advice. I mean, it's age old advice because the basics are the basics or my best friend would say the fundamentals are the fundamentals for a reason, right? You know, it's the fundamentals and the fundamentals are three parts of a whole. First is know thyself. Second is to kind of identify one's key competencies and package them. And then the third part is to then marry that package of skills up with the marketplace. So if I were to use myself as a quick example, having, you know, did a lot of teaching and, you know, obviously writing books and being a practitioner, I could be a chief HR officer again. So that's one package. I can also be a professor, right? I've written four books. I've done research, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously having been on president's cabinet three or four times, I could be a general administrative type person as an example, or I could be a search consultant, you know what I'm saying? You know, because I've done a lot of things there, but that's Chris's background packaged into three different groups. So first, Chris has got to analyze his background and see what competencies or what patterns of skills that he has. A, then I got to package them in some way that makes sense. And then I need to go out and hire jobs. And I need to spend an incredible amount of time looking at my collection of skills and finding out which kinds of jobs or opportunities that are available in the marketplace. I've had many people say, I want to do A, B, and C. And I say things like, I've never heard of a job that does those A, B, and C. I've seen jobs that do A, B, and X, or R, C, and, and, and P, but you know that kind of job doesn't exist. And usually that job that people are defining is all of the good stuff and none of the drudgery, right? <laughs> which exists in any profession, right? It's always an 80-20, right? There's some things that you really, really dig, and there's some things that you know you, it just comes with the territory. And that comes with the territory is what they call work. Or this chancellor I used to, you know, work with, he used to say, we don't pay you for the good days. <laughs> you, know <what> I'm <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so so I think that's kind of it, right? But that first and third part is so important. You got to know thyself. You got to go through your whole background and look at the stuff you've done, compile that, analyze that. And then, of course, certainly you got to package it in the middle, but then you got to go to the marketplace. And quite frankly, as you know, Hiring Jobs has a lot of information, right? But it tells you about jobs that are available, how they describe those jobs, salary-related information, patterns. And then you look at that and go, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, you study that and then you, you know, you look at the packaging that you did and you tweak it a little bit. And if you do that, then you start applying for jobs. And if you don't do that homework first, then when you apply for jobs, you are missing some very, very important cues, such as how do people who are hiring people describe the kind of things that I have in my background? Because you want to tell them what I can do that. I understand that. I appreciate that. And so those three parts are really the kind of tried and true pattern of being an effective job seeker. And a quick tip for using higher ed jobs right then and there, I always kind of describe it as we can do the heavy lifting for you, but you have to tell us what to lift. Ah. So we have job agents. You can tell us exactly what you're looking for, and you can set up as many of these as you want. So if there's different nuances to these job searches that you're doing, set up your job agents, tell us what you want, and we'll notify you when those jobs that fit your criteria show up on the website. 
So that's the job agent. Tell us what you want lifted and we will lift it for you. You don't need to lift it yourself. That is so cool. I want to borrow that analogy there, Andrew, because it's, it's right on point. I just did a, a quick search and currently we have over 104,000 jobs listed on our site. So wow. yes, someone is not going to be eligible for all 104,000 jobs. But back to your point of you know not letting the institution dig through and kind of tell you what to do. We did a previous podcast and Andy, I think you referenced about knowing what you want to do. Just because there's 104,000 yeah. jobs on the site and yeah, you do a search and you want to you know get paid $100,000. Well, maybe your passion is not there. Like I don't think I could, nothing against accountants, I don't think I could go into accounting. So just because yeah. it, it's listed and it pays well doesn't mean it might, you know, might not align with what my core mission and my values are. So you can't just let someone else tell you, yeah, you'd be a great fit for an accountant, Kelly, because that's not where my, my passion yeah. you know, lives. So if I could offer a prayer to job seekers out there, if we could be just a little bit spiritual here, like my prayer for a job seeker would be obviously having an extreme ability to be self-aware and honest with yourself and kind of in combination with that, may every job seeker not be burdened with magical thinking. Do not think magically about what you can or what you can't do. Yes. I mean, I'm five foot eight on a good day. I'm not going to dunk a basketball. And as much as I want to dunk a basketball, I will never dunk a basketball unless you lower the rim to six feet, then, then I could probably dunk it. But I don't think the NBA is going there yet. Okay. On that six foot hoop. So stop thinking that that's what you're going to be able to do. Be honest with yourself about what your skills are, but also be honest with yourself about what you're passionate about. That's such a blessing as a job seeker. If you're able to do that. So Andrew, I'm not going to give the spoiler, but you should watch this new movie called Chan can dunk. It's about a five foot eight, kid in high school. I happened to watch that recently with my young people. So, you know, it's good family entertainment. So you should check that out. Okay. I will do that. And if I do dunk, Chris, I will definitely send you a video of that. So you can, uh, you can take all the credit you want for it. So. All right. All right. So to, to kind of double down on the point, you know, the example with like adjunct faculty who would like to teach professionals out in the workplace and they call up the local college and say, I would like to teach something. I want to give back sort of thing. That's an ineffective job search because, again, you're asking the the division chair to look at your background and figure out what is possible. A smarter approach would be, here's what my career brings. Here's what my educational preparation brings. And then you go to their website and you find out what their curriculum is. And then when you call the division chair, you say, I'm an accomplished professional. I'm interested in giving back. And I could teach courses A, R, M and B. So it helps that person then hire you because it says, I know me, I know how my skills are packaged and I, here's what I can do for you. And so that simple analogy works because the division chair didn't have time to spend time with everyone who would like to call and say they would like to teach and figure it all out and then look at the curriculum and, and, and marry that up. But that simple analogy applies to all job seekers. Make it easy for the person to hire you. That's all this is. That clarity is important. And that repository at Hired Jobs really helps you because it's a it's a library, right? I mean, you said 104,000 jobs. You could find a needle in a haystack with the search engines, right? To find the right kinds of things. You know, so for example, there's a little technique I learned 
or like cooking stuff for dinner. Sometimes you don't know what you want to eat and you can just go into your refrigerator and you find, you look at all the stuff in there. You got some mushrooms and you got some carrots and you got some whatever, you know, the stuff that needs to be <laughs> to be eaten. Sometimes you can just throw that into the internet and say mushrooms, carrots, onions, recipe, right? There it goes. The search engine pulls up something that, you know, oh yeah, I can make a little stir fry, right? So the point is, I think that idea of you having your skills and competencies and and put it in and then set up the job agent, as Andrew said, and then you get notified of things that kind of fit your background. So I think that's the using technology and a modern approach to really make your life a lot easier. Maybe we'll rename the job agent, the stir fry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Chris. We really appreciate your wisdom here. Thank you. My my pleasure to serve. And to our listeners out there, these Ask the Expert episodes are, I know for Kelly and I, some of our favorite episodes we get to do. Thank you for sending these questions. And if you have questions for our experts, please feel free to email them at podcast at higheredjobs.com or feel free to send us a tweet over at higheredjobs. We would love to hear what you think would be a great question for our experts. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to talking to you soon. 